2: Brought to you by North Memorial Health, where customers are treated like family. That means a big smile when you walk in the door and making sure your visit is as pleasant as possible. Just like your family treats you, find your health family at NorthMemorial.com slash family. TCL
3: is a proud sponsor of the Score
2: North Studios. TCL,
3: America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Purple
2: Daily. And that's intercepted on a tipped ball by Harrison Smith. Down the sideline, inside the 15, and dropped
0: inside the 10.
1: And welcome to Purple Daily. Zolgad, Matthew Collar, Manny Hill on the all new a Score North. We are uh, back today, an hour long show today, not the ordinary Tuesday two hour show because a special raised by Wolves coming up at one o'clock. Hello, Matthew Collar. What's going on? Oh, not a whole lot. Judd, how are you? You know what? I'm kind of sad. Where's your enthusiasm? I know. Why are you sad? I'm sad. I thought you're going to just say football I... and we'd be off to no, a rollicking you know... start.
3: Well, I have this piece of paper yeah. in front of me, and I was writing down a bunch of things to talk about today. And yeah. I just realized, Judd, that there's not another real football game for like five
1: months. Okay, but there's it's football. A long time. Okay, wait, wait. I can, I can help you. There's not a game, but there's football practice, and you, you love... talking about practice. I'm talking about practice, but you still not enjoy... a game. Not practice. Talk about practice. Yeah, practice. Not but, a game. Not a game. But you enjoy football Not the practice. game that I would die for, Judd.
0: And play every game like it's my last. But practice is where you accumulate
1: information that you bring to these airwaves and enlighten us. You're right. There the will common, be practice. The common folk on what you saw And you tell us things like, and you tell us things like, Bucky Hodges is bad. Exactly. Or Kirk (laughs) Kirk Cousins isn't as good as you think he is.
3: Now, I couldn't have told you that last year in training camp. I could have told you that the interior offensive line was going to be a problem, but. Well, my point is late July, you'll have practices. But does that help you at all? Kirk Cousins looks pretty good in practice. Does that help you at all? Except for in the two minute drill. No. It okay, does, so it you didn't have, it see. I, I knew want to there cover was a game. I knew there was something. It's been such a long time. They played five months ago. Now I know that was. The, I
0: was th- with you. Remember? They, I know we were in U.S. Bank Think Stadium about how watching the have Changed since then. It should have been four months ago at least. But it was five. It was five how because of, of our, week seventeen. Okay, you're
1: going to have to enlighten me again. How the hell have our lives changed one bit?
3: I don't know. Well, there's a new uh, Pobo.
1: I still like. <laughs> Yeah, the Wolves have a pobo. Twins are good now. The Wild missed the playoffs. The Twins are good. The, the Wolves went back to being the Wolves. So really, in some ways, things have have not changed. But look at this this schedule. I was going through the media schedule for the
3: off season. Yeah, we're not back out there for any type of practice until May twenty second. What do I
1: do till then, Judd? It's May seventh. Hey, why is that? I, I thought ordinarily didn't they used to stagger it so that you'd have like one once a week access through May and then the the mini camp in June.
3: There is. Uh, it starts May 22nd is an OTA practice. May yeah. 29th is an OTA practice. Then June 4th. And then the 8th um, is the Zimmer Foundation football camp, which he usually talks. 11, 12, 13 is mandatory minicamp. So we'll get out there. Where's the playground build? Well, uh, I don't know. Is the playground build gone? That's all.
1: always a key time for
3: access. Now, last year they didn't build a playground. I think they just went to a school and gave out gift bags because I went and followed Kirk Cousins from class to class, and he gave out some sort of book gift bags to little kids. And then we interviewed him in a gym where Vikings players were playing around and throwing footballs to little kids. And uh, whatever Kirk said that day, I couldn't tell you because of the uh, audio. So Kirk Cousins could have said,
1: I regret this. <laughs> I, I wish I, I was back in I Washington. I can't believe I came here. So hold on a second. We didn't get the playground bill last year? I didn't know that. No, I don't think there was one. Oh, that's disappointing. There was no playground. I hope they go back to that. Just helping kids to learn how to read, which I think is important. Did I see that this right in the... Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> did I see this right in the Star Tribune in the past couple of days? Did Kirk Cousins give the commencement speech at Michigan State? He did, yes. And he referenced The Office? And he one also of your favorite shows? referenced the You Like That as well.
3: Okay. And people made fun of him a lot, including Pro Football Talk said, I hope it wasn't a primetime commencement speech. Ha! Now, I do like a good online roasting. You know, people are like, well, the <laughs> uh, we all. The, first, the first three quarters of the speech were pretty good, but the fourth quarter, not so much. You know, things like that. Boom! Um, Roasted! Making, making fun of his commencement speech. It always kind of reminds me that people think that I hate Kirk Cousins. Yes, they do. Because I had a rant about them missing the playoffs after paying him $84 million, which shouldn't be that much of a surprise that you get hammered uh, by the media and fans, including in his mentions on a daily basis this offseason, when you get paid that much Uh with a team this good and you don't make the playoffs. And even the... Small portion of the Vikings fan base who made excuses for him. Oh, the offensive line wasn't good enough. There were games where the defense wasn't perfect, which was my favorite criticism. They were fourth in the NFL in yards against. He had two of the best wide receivers in the NFL, a dynamic running back, and his pass protection wasn't great. That's probably why they didn't win the Super Bowl is because they didn't have the Dallas Cowboys offensive line but to miss the playoffs after having a complete no-show meltdown in which the Bears were pulling their starters in Week 17 and you still can't move the ball, and you have a screaming meltdown on the sideline where you are teaching your elite wide receiver how to run routes in front of the nation, well, yeah, you probably will get criticized. But I will say this for Kirk Cousins. Because some people were like, well, he hasn't even won a playoff game. Why is he giving a speech? (laughs) Kirk Cousins is... A great story from going from a fourth-round draft pick to an $84 million quarterback. And if you ever have had the chance to watch those practices and seen, oh, I don't know, Jake Browning throw a ball the other day, you understand how excellent Kirk Cousins is at football. And actually, that's why he's so frustrating, because he has all the talent to get teams into the playoffs, and it's usually other
1: stuff that keeps him out of it, I think. So Jake was not great? Because I, <laughs> I fully expect that Jake Browning will... He's will, not Kirk Cousins, will for in, sure. ...will, at some point here, if he remains on this Vikings roster, turn into a very popular Viking, much oh, like Kyle Slaughter has become. Yeah, I know. Do people realize we that love the third string they pay
3: $140,000 a year for bananas out there? Like, paying him... Well, and they didn't, yeah, that, they that didn't was draft the big story. They drafted a long they, snapper. They paid $140,000 yeah. for them, which is like their secretary... I mean, right? I mean, it's just that that's not that much money to pay. <laughs> I don't know their for... secretary gets that much, but well, yes, there's it's probably not a couple it's... secretaries that add up to that. But it's not a whole lot to pay to bring Jake but Browning in. I guess my point just on the Kirk Cousins thing is that roasting him online is hilarious, and you should continue to do it because roasts are funny. Well, the prime time ones. I like though. when people do it to us. Yeah. When people have just little slams, but make it more creative like than
1: prime time. No, you're right. But the
3: prime time right. one's pretty lame. But in terms of the the whole Kirk Cousins thing, if you're just looking at what he's done in his career and you're looking at his skill set and you're looking at his talent, Mm -hmm. he's a very impressive just football player. How many fourth-round picks become even guys that get second contracts, much less biggest contract in history at the time? It's a very impressive accomplishment to do that, and he's got a great arm, and he's really smart, and he works really super stupendously hard why he's a fascinating character to me is that it's all these little things that add up to coming just short of being that good. I was watching a little uh, ESPN clip, and I think it was maybe Dan Orlovsky or Adam Schefter said that they think with a great supporting cast around him, he could be in the top 12 in quarterbacks. Now think about being in the top 12 of anything on earth. I mean, even if you were the top 12 yo-yoist or something like how amazing that is to be top 12 at anything. So I respect, I respect that entirely. But then the rest of the conversation is, well, he needs this and he needs that. And he needs this. That's what we've talked about. And that's exactly right. And then there's the, the other stuff about just managing the people and personalities around him and handling pressure and having a pocket presence and all these things. And it really just is, I I think it just shows you how incredibly, outrageously, absurdly
1: difficult it is to be a great NFL quarterback. Which is why there's only about five. It's why that that list, he can be... I might go ten. They're right, though. Is there ten? How many great quarterbacks are there in the NFL? There's Brady. Rodgers, when healthy, is great. Russell Wilson, in my opinion, makes the throws that make you great, yeah. and, and has the men, the mentality to be great. Mahomes, I'll, I'll go. Mahomes, Andrew Luck. Yep, Breeze. and Mahomes. And Mahomes, I need to see more years, though. Like, I think he's in that list. But we've seen it before. Guys get destroyed by defenses in year, in year two. Bring me more. Yeah. Bring me three years of last but, but year. MVP, and he's all time great season. Sure. Probably puts you in that
3: category.
0: Sure. But, but he's going to be without probably without. So some me. of his top so, targets.
1: So show, sh- So I've got Brady Rodgers and Wilson solidified for sure. Keep going. Luck. Do we have Deshaun Watson there uh, yet? Luck, ha- luck can be, but he has to stay healthy, which he's never yep. proven yep. he can. I, I can find, I can find flaws that knock a lot of guys back. There's, very, there's, a, there's a few guys, and and Rogers, in my mind, was two or three years ago without a question, and now I do ask the question: Can you stay healthy? So what do we have? I, it's not.
2: Long. I mean,
3: even Philip Rivers has had his ups and downs. Yes. He was really good last year, and and aside he hasn't, from that, and he hasn't won. Carson Wentz had an MVP sort of season, but but he's hurt all the time. We don't know. Jared Goff is a hard one for me, but I don't think he's a great quarterback. I think he's very good.
1: I think he's product of finding the right person uh, as his coach, and that makes him look really good. Him and
0: McVay are like the perfect marriage. Yep.
3: A couple years ago, I would have said Cam Newton is a great quarterback when he went 15-1 and won the MVP, but the injuries, too, with him, they have really added up to the to the point last year where he couldn't even throw the ball down the field. They had to bring in old friend Taylor Heineke to launch the ball down the field. So these guys do get beat up. So what do we got? I mean, there's like five yeah. great ones. Yes. And and I was thinking about this because someone put out a list of uh, tiers of quarterbacks of great, good, good enough to potentially win, mm-hmm. not that good, and absolutely awful. Mm-hmm. And they had Kirk Cousins in the not that good category. And he's—I think he's just somewhere in between. He, the not that good when things don't go his way, and could be quite good if things go his way. And that's where I start to think about the off season and just listening to this conversation with Schefter and Lewis Riddick and Dan Orlovsky on ESPN. Where they're saying, well, you know, the offense is more solidified with Gary Kubiak. Kevin Stefanski's name actually made its way into this. He still exists. Well, they're trying hard. <laughs> yeah. And they should. <laughs> but but, Decent it's guy. just funny that it's, Decent, be, it's yeah, become oh, yeah. the Gary Kubiak offense. Oh, yeah. Def- that's true. It is. But, but talking about Garrett Bradbury a little bit and how he solidifies
1: the offensive line. And yep. I, I still... But where. Where is Cousins? I think and I said this going into to last year and the Vikings missed on this. I said that I think at his best Cousins is probably eleventh or twelfth.
0: Yeah,
3: I I don't think think he's he's, much above that. Well, I think he's dropping because of the talent that's come into the league because Holmes and Watson. But let's say it all
1: works. And Mayfield have come into the league. Let's say he's put in a position where where he almost can't fail. I still don't I can't get him to ten. And
3: the problem with that is he's not in a position right now where he can't fail. And I was thinking about this yesterday when Courtney Cronin and I were having lunch after the show when we were just talking about the offense as it is right now, assuming that every person is healthy, is probably a top 15 offense and probably a top 15 passing game as it exists right now, assuming that Irv Smith is just something. Let's even assume that Irv Smith is a 30 catch guy who helps you. But isn't a superstar right away. Most tight ends aren't. Mm-hmm. But everything else is about the same. Rudolph, Diggs, Thielen, they're all great. Maybe he even throws into traffic a few more times. The pass protection. Those get picked, Matthew. I know the pass protection is a little better, but it's not going to be a lot better because your tackles are the same, and your center. As much as everyone wants to talk about him being great, and he is. Yeah. Uh, as far as a prospect, he hasn't faced Akeem Hicks yet. He hasn't faced Kenny Clark yet. Sure. He hasn't faced Damon Harrison yet. Sure. So we'll see how that looks when he faces those guys. But let's just say the offensive line is a bit better. Last year, 29th. Let's say this year it's 18th. And the scheme has changed,
1: too, the which scheme- should help them.
3: So, okay, you can see that. And that's a playoff team because they're going to have a top defense. Yes. And, and, the, and it all looks good. Now let me take away one piece and see how this sounds. Let's say Riley Reef gets hurt for eight weeks. Now Rashad
1: Hill starts. That's not good. Well, O'Neal probably at that point goes to left tackle. And, and, and Hill, Hill goes to right. right but, tackle. Yes. But Rashad
3: Hill is in at right tackle. Yeah, yeah, no.
1: You're right. Take
3: one piece away from any position. How about even tight end? Kyle Rudolph. There's 50 catches.
1: And I know he's not a great blocker, yep. but he's a hell of a lot better than Irv Smith but is. This at is true? But this is true of a lot of teams. This is where the Patriots, this is why you can't copy the Patriots. The Patriots have somehow, they've got the quarterback and coach and mentality and game plan and scheme that they can make things work that nobody oh, else the can. Patri- but the Patriots are a great example
3: of the opposite of this in this case. Oh, come on, pro football reference. Don't fail me. If pro football reference doesn't work during the show, then I just quit. Is okay, it now it's that? working. Uh, <laughs> this is, is, that is that how important pro football reference is to everything. But take a look at uh, last year with the New England Patriots. a great example. Mm-hmm. Because they brought in Josh Gordon. And then Josh Gordon out yep. because of whatever issue it is but he grabbed 40 passes on his way, averaged 18 yards a catch, and then they still had a bunch of other guys. Listen to the number of guys that they had over 20 receptions last year. James White, Julian Edelman, Rob Gronkowski, Josh Gordon, uh, Chris Hogan, Philip Dorsett, and Cordero Patterson. Rex Burkhead in eight games added 14 more, and their wonderful fullback had 12 more than that. Yes, I mean, they had weapons all over the place, so when someone got hurt, they were able to uh, manage after that with this Vikings team. You take away. Give me anybody. But fi- but give they- me Garrett Bradbury's oh.
0: out. Uh-oh. Take away one of but where you guys, <laughs> gigs and feelings. But
1: this, this is why I tell you you can't copy the Patriots because they find ways to make this work between the coach and the quarterback and the scheme and the system. That other teams can't. So, so the point being is if you put, if you take away guys from the Vikings or you take away guys from the Bears or you take away people from the Packers, those teams are far more impacted by it. So it becomes a, a house of cards. Be, and you're right. If, if Riley Reef gets hurt and O'Neill has to swing to the left tackle and Rashad Hill has to play on the right side, you take a step back. And at that point in time, the thing about Cousins is, And this is where I blame the Vikings 2018. When you signed him, I mean, you could have called me up and asked me this question. I could have told you, Rick. (laughs) If when you signed him, you were taking a gradual step, uh, your perception was, to improve on Case Keenum. You were never signing a great quarterback. You were signing a very functional QB who puts up good statistics. But your interpretation of what he could then do was so off-base, so mistaken, and foolish that this is where Vikings fans, in my opinion, should be very frustrated with the team as a whole. It took you a year to learn something when you've only got this guy signed to a three-year contract. The insulation had to be there from training camp, opening day, 2018. Not now.
3: Yeah, I, I just I think that uh, in terms of learning from your mistakes, they kind of went halfway on that. Where they brought in Gary Kubiak. Okay, he's going to run the offense that Kirk Cousins had some success with. In Washington, D.C., but he also had some success with one of the best left tackles in the NFL in Trent Williams, and he had receivers just out the wazoo. He had one of the best running back receivers in Chris Thompson in the entire NFL, and I know that they want uh, Delvin Cook to be that, and they think that Alexander Madison, their third-round pick, can be a good player, but we don't know that yet, so their number 2 running back is Mike Boone, who we don't know if he can play. And this is what I mean, that if Delvin Cook goes down for six weeks, what do you got there? Oh, almost, yeah, no. almost nothing. No, almost no. nothing I'm that no. we know of. You're right. And yes. we, at almost Correct. every position. Now, if you do this game with the defense, it's the complete opposite. If a linebacker goes down, Eric Wilson can step in. You're good. If Everson Griffin doesn't work out this year or gets hurt, you're you have Steven, Steven Weatherly. Weatherly. He can work out. Uh, if a cornerback even goes down, now they they still have. Holton Hill will come back after four weeks. They drafted another guy, uh Chris Boyd. There's also a guy to keep an eye on named Craig James, who was pretty good last year in uh training camp. And so it's safety even. They added another guy in Marcus Epps that they have there. J. Ron Kirsch can also play safety. They have, at every position on defense, some depth that makes you feel pretty good about it that helped them survive through last year when they had those injuries. Right and on offense
1: that doesn't exist anywhere but your cap is tied up in two things your defense and your quarterback and that's where it's tied up so i guess the that's the that's the path that that you've picked and if you if you start to get guys hurt on offense you're bleeped and the question it's
3: i have i guess is even though they drafted all these guys on offense are we still going to be at a point somewhere in this season where we say well you know there just wasn't a whole lot Kirk could do there because blank was missing because Rudolph went out for 4 weeks and well that's where it got him you know that's that's where they lost 3 out of 4 without their extra tight end or without their you know Thielen or Diggs or whoever else it might be and i guess the the commencement speech made me think about how with Kirk Cousins there are very few people that will line up even after last year where everyone obsessed over the offensive line and There were a number of people who wanted to say X, Y, or Z was not Kirk Cousins' fault. But 90% or more Mm -hmm. were, you win or bleep you with Kirk Cousins. You can have as many kids in Minnesota as you want. You can give as many commencement speeches. You can do as many community events. You can help children read and build them a new playground and be the nicest guy in the world, the best community guy this world's ever seen. You can give A-plus outstanding press conferences, but no matter what, It's when or no one is going to like you, which I think is not always the case. But the excuses I say still, but the commencement speech from the fan base, I think the
1: excuses are none. The commencement speech on Cousins part and that story is absolutely perfect because think about it. Kirk Cousins is the book smart QB. You're not street smart. The commencement speech is perfect for him because he's the guy who is the book smart. Well, the statistics look good. And Kirk, listen, If you talk to Kirk, Kirk's going to tell you that because of his study, and he does a lot of study, he's got the answers. The problem is he's got the answers at 3 p.m. on Wednesday. And at 3 p.m. on Sunday, lots of times he does not. And that's not going to change. And, and everybody knows that. There are, there is nothing surprising to me about Cousins's play now, about Cousins's performance on the field, off. Everything's predictable. And that's good in some ways because you know what's coming, but it's also bad because you know what's coming. Well, that's another thing it makes you think of, too, is,
3: I mean, when you talk about Kirk Cousins and the shortcomings, even as excellent as he is at football, top 15 in the world, is there just the these fundamental things that keep him away from being very successful that they should have Scene. You know with the LaQuan with the LaQuan Treadwell thing. Yeah. I will argue to the end of the earth that everyone thought LaQuan Treadwell, almost everyone, yep. thought he was going to be a pretty good NFL wide receiver. That's tough. You're drafting in the late first round. Okay, lots of busts there. It happens. But with Cousins, was there enough on tape of these fundamental issues like you're talking about? Getting to those those second and third reads as quick as he needs to. Yeah. Doing crazy things with the football. And there was. I mean, Doug Farrar of USA Today, who's a great football analyst, wrote a huge piece about the fundamental issues, and he wrote flat out, whoever pays this guy is going to regret it.
1: The answer to your question is Mm -hmm. yes. Question that, that I think is a pretty simple one, but I think is very telltale now. After a year of watching Cousins in 2018, so you saw every snap, every game, and a year of essentially watching Keenum start every game, If you could take Case Keenum's brain and plant it in Cousins' head, you would have the quarterback they want. Mm -hmm. I think it's that simple. Because Keenum does not have the physical ability to achieve the success that Cousins' body allows. But Cousins' mentality doesn't allow him to do what we think he should do. And I think it's that simple. I think it's, it's that simple is Keenum's brain on cousin's shoulders yeah. would give you the quarterback that the Vikings desperately wanted. I think it's
3: mentality
1: is part of it. Um, in terms of how you lead a team
3: and the way he sees himself, uh, Case Keenum and Teddy Bridgewater saw themselves as no different than the second string linebacker. That
1: was just how they were. Like this is they, Vlad Ducas' th- team. Th- th- yeah. Th- 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 and th-
3: th- but <laughs> as much as everyone made fun of that but, that, but that was really the way that those guys looked at it. Yeah. Is I am just another player on this team, and yeah, I'm the leader of, of that group, but I don't see myself on a different plane as anybody else. And Kirk Cousins saying last year that he coaches wide receivers, and then what he did in Week 17... Th- yeah. Those are things that you would do only if you see yourself as on a different plane than everybody else. Aaron Rodgers
1: would do those things. Right. Absolutely. And he is, and he is on a Absolutely. different Absolutely. Yeah.
3: That Rodgers sees himself as being just on a different level, uh, higher than the coaching staff, or just as high as the coaching staff, just above everyone else on the team. So there's that part of it. I think you could get over that part of it, because not everyone's a great leader. Look at Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, who would want to play with that guy? He's got star players running out of there. He's got star players holding social media campaigns to get traded out of there, taking a year off to get out of there. So there are bad leaders who can win in the NFL. Where I think that it gets him fundamentally just a brain thing is Case Keenum had this little bit of, I guess you could call it like a auto-reaction or something. Where when someone would be chasing him, his auto-reaction was to click in and do the right thing. Now, that's not always been his thing, but it kind of has been, even when he was with Houston. And Ben Roethlisberger is that same way. Someone's chasing him. He's got pressure. He's got things going wrong. And he just has this way of shuffling his feet or moving his body a little bit or breaking a tackle or whatever it might be to make those extra plays. Yep. and. Ben Roethlisberger, over a 16-game season, might make 20 of those plays, but your quarterback here in Minnesota makes zero. So he's got to be, or three, something like that. So he's got to be better in all those other details than those quarterbacks who can go off script a little. But now, with the NFL changing, you have guys who not only go off script, but can just flat-out run away Just just take off and run. Now you've got half the league that can do this. And I'm curious how many first downs Deshaun Watson had rushing last year because somebody like him, that's a bad offensive line, but you could just overcome it because you can just take off running. And those are first downs that you have to make up by just sheer excellence in executing your offense. And once you start to add these things up, there's 20 plays off script. There's 20 runs for first downs that you don't have on your team.
1: But the deficiencies that you're talking about were on film. There's no question about that.
3: Oh yeah, in Washington they were. Those and were there. Then, and then the crazy things that happened. I mean, this is the guy who kneeled down
1: instead of spiking the ball once. And yeah, he's that's what, no. That's what I'm saying. He's yeah. he's book smart, but it takes you got to be street smart in games. Joel Stavi did that. Yeah, but but Kirk Cousins could tell you if I if you sit down with Kirk Cousins on a Thursday afternoon in Egan, he can tell you exactly what he should do. And you would probably be very impressed. But then at two thirty on Sunday, when all hell breaks loose, there's a very good chance he's going to do something not very smart. So I'm adding it up here.
3: See, twenty two thirty five first downs that Deshaun Watson ran for last year. Those are 35. What did Kirk run for? I'm, I'll, I'll find it, but I would imagine well, it's probably three or four.
1: He finally sneaked right, for a couple. Hand. Finally sneaked for a couple, yeah. right? Uh, uh, there was a running, QB obviously. sneak. There yeah. was
3: one run that he took off against Green Bay. There was one in week one against San Francisco where he almost got his head taken off. And then I think Zimmer tried to defend that. Oh, that's the one where, where he dove, right? 11. And we all said,
1: what the heck are you
3: doing? 12, 13. 13. Okay. Deshaun Watson had 35. Yeah. Those are 22 First downs you have to make up because you can't go off script and you can't run and you don't have those instincts. And I know we went on for a long time here, and I'm sorry for that, Manny, but sure. it's just a it's a really interesting conversation about Cousins because what he has in terms of his skill and his makeup and his work ethic and all those things is really spectacular compared to well uh, everybody else who ever tries but, to play. But there are these fundamental things that I'm not sure even with this team being better.
1: They get you over the hump. But you know as well as I do that it's now upon the Vikings to make this work. It's not going to be on Cousins. It's going to be on the Vikings. And if they, he's going to be
3: who and he if is. They, yes,
1: and if they can't make it work, Kirk Cousins is going to be paid for three years, and Zimmer and Spielman will be fired.
3: Uh, if we ever want to take a break, I have some Kyler Murray over-unders that
1: I want to play with. You want to play? Let's do that next. Purple Daily.
2: North Memorial Health has over 400 care providers. That's right, more than 400 care providers and more than 6,000 team members that are dedicated to keeping you healthy. North Memorial Health is proud to partner with the Minnesota Vikings as they work to make Minnesota the healthiest in the league. They're more than a team at North Memorial Health. They're your family. At North Memorial Health, customers are treated like family. Your health family is more than a tagline. It's a commitment to delivering unmatched customer service. That means a big smile when you walk in the door. That means making sure your visit is as pleasant as possible. It means asking, what else can we do for you? North Memorial Health will treat you like family in a good way. The people at North Memorial Health will team up with you to help you achieve your best health. So step up your health care game today and find your health family at NorthMemorial.com slash family. Once again, that's NorthMemorial.com slash family. Listening to Purple Daily on Score North. Kyler Murray runs it. He's got to get out of bounds. Murray still moving. Wow!
0: Look at the speed. Kyler Murray touchdown. OU sixty-seven yards.
1: The all new score North fifteen hundred, and uh, this is of course Purple Daily. Zolgad, Matthew Collar, Manny Hill, and uh, Matthew Collar. You said you've got some over unders on Kyler Murray. I do. I'm trying to. We're gonna play a trying game. To, trying to get myself up
3: here, John, because it just hit me hard this week. There's no football. Did this for really a hit you? Time. Like uh, how did well, this? Especially hit this you morning. Ago? Some someone on Twitter was upset that yesterday we talked about Richie Incognito working out with the Raiders, and <laughs> is he coming
1: back in the league? By I the way, I think he
3: will. Okay. And and all I How's was interested in with Richie Incognito is the what if scenario if the Vikings had signed him because you're not talking about somebody who is just okay at pass protection, you're talking about somebody who was phenomenal at pass protection.
1: So how is he doing though? Oh, I have no idea. Mentally, he was yeah. the last thing we
3: saw right. about him was frightening. That's what's interesting about it is could they have kept him stable? for a year if they had signed him and the answer for most people is no i'd never want that guy around but the three years he was in buffalo he was a choir boy and he kept making the pro bowl it's like i don't know i don't know maybe when he's by himself and uh because i don't think he's married either he's just alone with his guns then he has some problems
1: okay that scares me enough though. yeah well, but, but I don't the think thing I, w- I don't think i want home. yeah i don't yeah. think i want any part uh, of that
3: and, and so i'm not advocating it and a lot of people got I guess misunderstood what I was trying to say. When I think about the what if, that doesn't mean
1: hey, you should have done it. You that were misunderstood means, and upset people, Matthew. Colley? I know it's a first. Wow, breaking it, news! It
3: was, people are just in their feelings. It, that's it, all. It was. Is it? um, Would it have been a situation where he completely melted down and they had to cut him, or yep. like in Buffalo? I, I'm telling you, in when they signed him in Buffalo. I was like, oh, don't do this. Don't do this. This guy's been out of the league. I don't even know if he could play anymore, and he's a mess, and he had the whole thing with Jonathan Martin. Who wants this guy in your locker room? And he was just great, and he was good in the locker room. He had no problems with anybody. One of his best friends was the center, Eric Wood, who's an A-plus guy, and it worked out. And if you look at the pro football focus numbers on Richie Incognito, Mm -hmm. compare him to Tom Compton – there's an extra
1: win in there somewhere, or an extra half a win. Well, you could have started a guard and helped more than I Tom. Know, but Tom Compton Tom Tom seems Compton. like a very nice person, okay? Tom Compton is a great,
3: great guy off
1: the bench he's for a, four games.
3: And he's a very good friend of Kirk. But Incognito was one of the elite pass-blocking right. guards in the NFL. I got you. Okay. If he was able to do that for last year, they're in I the playoffs. Okay. And that's the fun part about Incognito. Kyler Murray. So I, Let's play the Kyler Murray game. But with this person being upset that we were talking about, Richie Incognito, it reminded me that, yeah, I'm sorry, sir, I can't invent football games to happen tomorrow. If I could, I
0: would. Fair enough. All right. All right. All right. Kyler Murray over-under. Got to get over this. We got to get you watching, like... You're looking at a blue phone. You, you, you need to, like, go home tonight and just watch, like, a bunch of, like, old playoff football what, games I'll tell to you make what you I feel did better. last night.
3: Tell you what I did last night. Yeah. I uh, stumbled across, well... I was watching the hockey game for a bit, and when it got to three zero, I started to just peruse other channels. Yep. And I ran across the Monday Night Miracle for the New York Jets, where they came back from down thirty to seven in the fourth oh, I guess quarter. The Dolphins. Vinny Testaverde had 19 first downs I, in one quarter.
1: I owned him in fantasy. <laughs> I he owned him back crazy. then. He
3: threw for like two hundred and something I yards know. in the fourth quarter alone. He was alone. good back
1: then. Yes. And then it got even better. Because it was raining
3: and it was sloppy, yep. so they tie the game. Then Jay Fiedler hits somebody Fiedler. wide open, wide open for a touchdown, and the Dolphins take the lead. And then here comes Vinny Testaverde. What year is that? 2000.
0: Two thousand. Yeah, two thousand. Okay. Beca- because I remember record. that game like it was yesterday. The
3: broadcast was Dennis Miller and Dan Fouts, mm-hmm. and it was so noticeable that it was
1: far enough into the season where they realized this ain't working with Dennis Miller. <laughs> What was the year that the I want to say the Jets played the Dolphins and Marino went to the line of scrimmage to do the fake spike 94 and ran that play and that yeah. was yeah okay and Marv Ber- Albert and, was doing
0: the play by play Marv Albert and Paul Maguire remember and, that game like yesterday too I like uh, Paul Maguire Bernie Kosar
3: was the backup quarterback and supposedly Bernie had come up with that idea at the time for him to fake it but that Monday night miracle game okay. was it was fantastic to See, watch you're so picked up and, and here's the thing, I made, my, off. I made my wife watch some of it because she has never understood why I like to watch games from 2000. But so many funny things happen in this game. There's a throw into the end zone where Curtis Martin goes down to catch it and the ball goes through his arms and uh, the referee who's right there thinks he catches it, so he gives the catch signal. But another referee with a better angle comes running in full speed and as he goes to stop to give the no catch signal, he falls right on his ass. He just slides right, in his, right on his butt, and then he does the no catch. That, and it's hilarious. That was po- so much funny stuff. That happens.
1: was post first replay, right? We, we hadn't we hadn't got replay. No, they back. had replay. They did so have they it. Did, okay. Yes, they did okay, go so they to the back. replay. Okay.
3: They got the call
1: right, but it was just funny. And then,
3: so the Dolphins take the lead. Vinnie brings it back. They go to overtime. The same guy on one drive gets two interceptions. Um, Coleman, whoever Coleman was, Marco Coleman, I don't know, They're cornerback That's for the about Jets. Right. He picked off a pass, fumbled it immediately to the Dolphins. They have it back, and then Fiedler throws another pick to the same guy,
1: and then they go kick a field That's goal. That's Fiedler. It was great. Backup Vikings quarterback. Uh, what late nineties? The kicker John Hall gets yeah. hurt tackling a guy, so there's some question about whether he <laughs> could kick the
3: forty yard field goal to win it.
1: Man, just great. John Hall had a big leg. He did.
3: He was a he was a good kicker. Was he so, anyway. punting for the Jets at that time? And he was. And Cooper, yeah. Tupa made a great play on a hold because it was messy out there. And the extra point to tie it at 30, Tom Tupa had to make a really exceptional grab of the football and get it ready for uh, for John Hall to kick it. So
0: Was that Al Groh's Jets?
3: It, it was. The one yeah. year of Al Groh's. Oh, so I, uh, I kept myself busy last night right, with well, a little more football. That's good to hear. All right. Kyler Murray. I was watching a little uh, Yahoo Sports Fantasy video on Kyler Murray over unders, and I wanted to get your opinion on this, Judd. Will he throw for more than 4,000 yards in his inaugural
1: season? Kyler Murray. Uh, He's got Fitzy, but they're not going to be good. Drafted a couple receivers. Yeah, I'm going to say no, he will not. Under.
3: I will also go under that, but I will say over. 3,500. Okay. I think somewhere between 3,000. But not to 4,000. Because I think they're going to throw at every play, no matter who they have as receivers. That almost every play, because David Johnson will be good again, I think. Okay. David Johnson was
1: severely limited by Mike McCoy being a tremendously bad offensive The game here was, how Mike McCoy was not fired before they got on the plane to depart (laughs) (laughs) Minneapolis-St. Paul International (laughs) Airport is amazing. Uh,
3: Here's the other one. Mm -hmm. years And 50 yards rushing over-under for Kyler Murray. Over.
1: Young I, quarterback, he's going to take think off. think he's going to run a lot. That might come down eventually, but it's going to be high next season. Something probably said, won't be by design
0: very often. No. But
3: something uh, Sage Rosenfels brought up that I really liked was just how much time in the pocket Kyler Murray had. I think it was four of the offensive linemen from Oklahoma got drafted, including one here, Drew Samaya. Yep, that's correct. They are calling Oklahoma Offensive Line University. And when you watch it, he does make great throws. Believe, he's got an awesome
1: arm. I believe the one kid that didn't get drafted is like a sophomore.
3: Right. So he's but he's sitting in the pocket he, for 4 fantastic. seconds. Okay. And that's going to have to change it, whether it's scripted or not. I think he is taking off a lot. 650 yards is a ton for a quarterback.
1: Mm-hmm. I think he goes over that. But I though. think he
3: goes over that as well. Touchdowns total
1: 35. Well, he'll run for a bunch the NFL 2020 or 19 he's going to throw for 25 you said? Yeah. Uh I will just 35 35 total, total I, rushing and yeah, passing. I will say under. That's just that's a lot for a bad team. Um because he's going to rush for a few but I'll say under 35.
3: I would go under as well. But maybe I'm just a little bit too high on their offense. I think that they're going to be disastrous at times but also super fun at times and that he's going to be the guy who's got the ball in his hands doing everything. Here's
1: the question. Here's the question that we don't know and it's going to take time to play out and find out. How long before defensive minds adjust to what Kingsbury's going to do? Like I think the first month of Cardinals football might be offensively explosive because yeah. he's going to do things that people don't know or expect. But then but then the question always becomes can you stop that eight games in, or or does it take the entire next spring and summer? So just to give you, I don't know the answer to that. Um, well, but, you don't know, but that's that's the key thing to me.
3: But I also think that there could be like a ton of turnovers. That they could have all sorts of yards and, and fun and score some touchdowns, but also throw a bunch of picks, fumbles, strip sacks, all that sort of stuff. The average in terms of touchdowns, to give you just better context, um, 27 Passing and 14 rushing is the average in the NFL, okay. and I think that Kyler Murray will do all the touchdowning for Arizona. That <laughs> they're going to have him just do everything. Well, he's going to have to pretty much. So interceptions, 13. Does he throw more or less over. than 13? You go over oh, more. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't know. As a rookie, like, oh, I could, I I could see. I could see lots of turnovers. It's just today's game. If you even throw ten or eleven, that's kind of a lot.
1: I know, but it's not. It's still it's good.
3: The league leader in picks. Like? It's
1: still they're they're
3: going and, to have issues. Probably
1: right. They're going to have issues. I think he goes
0: for. I would be, not be surprised if he throws about fifteen. Ben threw about fifteen or sixteen, didn't he? Uh, Tampa
3: Bay as a team had the most with twenty six. Oh, league yeah. average was thirteen. Okay. So you know, I'll agree. I'll agree over. with you. I I think maybe fourteen to sixteen. Here's the question now: How many wins? Does Kyler Murray get in his first year? Okay. Over under six and a half.
1: Oh boy, I, I would a, think under again. It depends. Well, again, it's it, Kingsbury's offense. How quickly do teams start to figure it out and pick it apart? Um, I'm going to say over slight. I, I'm going to give him seven wins. I wonder how their defense was. That's last still year. not I'm a gonna good. say. They're going to be able to stop anybody. I don't.
3: I, I don't, don't think. So. Well, they still have Patrick idea. Peterson and Will Chandler they care? Jones.
1: That's the other question. Yeah. This is all going to be based on on trying to score outscore teams. Let me see. Hey, I wonder if this team. is
0: going to be kind of uh, Chip Kelly's first year with the Eagles type of thing. Except that Eagles team had a little bit more talent. Yep. So they were able to but go to the playoffs and everything. There. But people eventually that offense, about halfway through that season, people kind of figured it out. Colin
1: Kaepernick, same thing. Yeah. Came out just a a blaze of glory, and the football was great, and we all said this is the new National Football League. And these guys go in a room for months on end and and essentially say, I'm going to stop it. And guys like Zimmer stop it. They do it.
3: Whether it turns out to be more than six and a half wins or not, I think it's probably under. I think six is where I would go. Murray will be exciting enough to have some great games, and he will be a rookie enough to have some really bad ones. But they're going to be a lot more fun to watch. And that's why I was interested in the over-unders. Because I guess we've got him then at maybe around a 3,500-yard season with somewhere in the range of 30 combined touchdowns. That's, I mean, if your average team score is 50, then he probably is handling the football the most. Somewhere in the range of 14 interceptions, some strip sacks. I just think it's going to be really fun.
0: In some ways, it seems. And like I don't get to be, see it for
3: five months, Judd.
0: No, you don't. It Sorry. seems like they're going to be like what the Sacramento Kings were this year, where they're they're young and they're going to be fun to watch, but they're not going to be good enough to win a whole lot. Here's my question: Josh Rosen with the Dolphins, what does he do
1: there?
3: Uh, I think he sits for a year, six weeks. Six. Yeah, he's not. He sits for for six weeks.
1: He's not sitting for a year there.
3: Maybe he won't sit at all. I don't know. It's just I. I, Because I I think I I
1: think he might be fine. If
3: you're playing it smart, yep. What you try to do is lose the first like twelve games to put yourself (laughs) in position to have a number one overall pick. Then you play. Who's their
1: backup QB now? Or who who
3: would Fitzpatrick? uh, it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, yeah, but God forbid he plays. He'll, he'll so have a
0: five-pick game at some point. Yeah, but he'll have uh, a <laughs> seven
1: TD
3: game. Yeah, he'll go nuts at some point and win a few games. I'm saying theoretically with Josh gotcha. Rosen, you lose enough games to make sure that you are in position to have the top draft pick. And then you play Josh Rosen for enough games to get a sense of how good he might be with your team and you draft whoever is number 1 and if you don't like what you saw from being around him for a year Getting you rid of draft Josh Rosen again yeah you yes <laughs> you draft Tua from Alabama and if you like what you've seen you draft the best left tackle or wide receiver or whatever that you could find at the top of the drafts or you trade back for someone to want Tua and you get a bunch of stuff to put around Josh Rosen That's what I
1: but that's what you do
3: I, I was looking at their team the other day their death chart I mean woof
1: Oh I know it's hideous <laughs> Oh yeah they're purposely absolutely going to be awful yeah, but you know what? So, so you—it's a commitment to losing that I appreciate. Yeah, me too. But you can't get—you uh,
3: still can't get a good look at what Josh Rosen actually is when he goes from no, one horrendous right. team and, to another
1: one. That's very true. All right, let's come back uh, after this. Wrap up Purple Daily on the All New Score North on fifteen hundred.
0: Because the Vikings are on your mind all the
2: time. Not just during the season. Purple Daily on Score North. ScoreNorth.com. Nope. Nice looking drive for the Vikings here.
0: And by seven. Good protection again.
2: Cousins fires wide open
3: All right, Jed. since we were talking about the Arizona Cardinals and their new quarterback, Kyler Murray has the potential to change what is largely a disastrous history of quarterbacks in Arizona. Now, if you are a Generation Z, stop calling them millennials, Generation Z person, and you are maybe 20 or 18 years old, you think, wait, when I was a little kid, they had Kurt Warner, and he was good, and then they had Carson Palmer, and he was good, Okay, recently, not so bad. A pop-up season here with Palmer, a pop-up season here with Warner. That's not quarterback excellence. That's not Packers having three decades of great quarterbacking, okay? Yep. So, Arizona, I made a list of the 10 teams that have worse quarterback histories than Arizona. But before that, Neil Lomax? Yep. Your, uh, let's see, you would have had St. Cardinals. Stony Case.
1: Made an appearance there.
3: I Jake-
0: saw Jay Schroeder beat the Vikings in 94 when he was quarterbacking yep. the Cardinals. Buddy uh, Ryan was coaching them then.
1: They just went through a litany of guys. They thought no Jake question. the Snake. Yeah.
3: Kent Graham?
1: Yep. How about Kent mm-hmm. Graham? He had been with the Giants. I watched a game where
3: Kent Graham beat the Dallas Cowboys, like the Dallas yeah. Cowboys, with Michael Irvin and Emmitt Smith.
0: It was a Sunday and night game, I it think. It
3: was, and they yep. it was on TNT Yep. Uh, at the time, and they had this... Um, be, like like the fans rushed the field after Kent Graham beat the Dallas Cowboys. And Tyler, why do we remember stuff the, like that? Well, because I watch it on YouTube for no reason. <laughs> but the post-game press conference, they're talking about how this is the changing moment for the Phoenix Cardinals organization.
1: And then they went like 4 and 12. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this oh, Graham yeah. is terrible. The Bidwells were awful for years yeah. as owners of that franchise. But I thought of
3: nine teams who have worse quarterback histories than the Arizona Cardinals okay. or more troublesome and cursed. Mm-hmm. Buffalo is one. They have a Hall of Fame quarterback that puts them ahead of Arizona, but all the rest is just horrific.
1: Hmm. All,
3: I mean, okay. Unless you want to go back to like Jack Kemp or something. Joe Ferguson,
1: Joe Ferguson. When I was a
3: kid, still one nothing though.
1: <laughs> okay, but Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly does change the dynamic. Jim there. Kelly does put right, them. Keep up, going. But right. it's not good. But kind I'll, I'll give of for, you that. Jim Kelly compared to the quarterbacks
3: now, though. Kind of for a short time, he played in the USFL before the Houston team, yeah, and then
1: he retired at age like thirty-two. Mm-hmm. So. You know, he's but it's not era, like they had... But when he that, played QB, 2 that was a different story because the statistics from back then are mind-boggling not good. Oh, sure. Compared sure, to sure, what sure. we see now. Oh, and
3: he was unbelievable. I mean, Jim yeah. Kelly was one of the best quarterbacks ever. Yep. But aside from that, it's so bad that they don't even have their Carson Palmer or Kurt Warner pop-up. It's J.P. Lossman. It's Oof. Kelly Holcomb. Oof. Because they
1: kept trying. Brian Brom played quarterback for them. They didn't do what the Vikings have done as the old standby, starting with Denny, which is get your future Hall of Fame old-timer.
3: Which I have Minnesota next on the list. <laughs> uh, despite some amazing seasons from those old-timers, this is a team that, since Fran, has not had
1: a true quarterback. And I think that's probably worse than Arizona. There there was a run of right after Fran of uh, Tommy Kramer that I will say was pretty good. Mm -hmm. But yes, uh, start. The incredible thing is starting with Denny, how he just resurrected careers or attempted to Warren
0: moon. Yep. Warren moon was really good. in 95. Jim,
1: Jim McMahon, Warren moon, Randall Cunningham, Salisbury starts a a game. He chases Gannon out and Gannon was actually good. And that's what I mean is even though they had those pop-up seasons from guys that just
3: came in and showed up. Yep. I think it's probably worse so this because is, Kurt Warner got them to a Super Bowl. So
1: this is Buffalo Buffalo at the bottom of this list, yes. followed by the Vikings. Teams okay. that
3: have worse quarterback histories than Arizona. Okay. Cleveland has Bernie Kosar, a year of Brian so that was really spectacular. Otto
1: Graham, if he counts for you. But new Cleveland has been, until now, awful. An atrocity. One of the worst probably ever. So we agree on that. Cleveland, yes, Cleveland is, Cleveland, and I think I know who's a top your list. I still have my Tim Couch jersey. I think I know who's going to be a top your list, and it should be. Well, I came up with nine, so I'm still going. I know, right, but I think I know one.
3: Cincinnati is next after this. Ken Anderson, Boomer Esiason got them to a Super Bowl once.
1: Carson Palmer. But
3: but Boomer was only for a year. Palmer really there had a couple of okay seasons, a couple of good seasons, but then... I think it's negative points that Carson Palmer literally said, "I will quit playing football rather than play for you again." That's <laughs> negative points okay. on Carson Palmer. Okay, and yeah. then you have your Akili Smith. Oh yeah. And Jeff Blake had a Jeff Blake one or two had like a year, and, but they all cycled through. And, yeah. and and even Andy Dalton, where you have great great teams that he just can't do enough. I'll say Cincinnati is worse. Okay. New York Jets. Oh yeah. Washed up boomer. Washed up Neil O'Donnell. Joe
1: Namath. I mean,
0: that but was that's only the same four, as the Vikings. That was it's only the Vikings. It's you got to go back ago. a long way, yes, right? Yes, you do.
3: Ken O'Brien,
0: yep. old Vinny.
3: Wasn't, now, Ken O'Brien was in that draft that had all the great quarterbacks, he was. and they could have picked the, any Kelly of the other draft. ones. Yeah. Correct. And Lynn they Marina. picked Ken O'Brien instead. Yeah. So that's Glenn negative Foley. points for them. Glenn Foley, indeed. And he was a Cardinal, too, I think. Um, yeah. Tampa Bay okay. is above them. They think they've got their guy in Josh Freeman, and they don't. <laughs> yep. Josh McCown started a year there. Don't forget Steve Young. And Jameis, right, uh, Steve washed Young. Washed out there. Vinny Testaverdi, they had guys who were top picks, and they washed out. Doug Williams Doug might Williams. be their best quarterback ever. He is, yeah. And Jameis Winston was Doug supposed is. to be a savant and just like this franchise changer. They remember how much they pumped up Jameis Winston. Yeah, but
1: all the red flags led you down the path of saying yep. this
3: is probably not going to work. But even on the field, he just hasn't been that great. And they, a lot of analysts overlooked how many picks he threw in college. So Tampa Bay, Washington, after that. They've drafted Dwayne Haskins. Theisman was very good. Yeah,
1: Theisman was excellent. They yeah. also
3: had amazing teams during Theisman. Past that though, Mark Rippin. You yeah, the one year or two years of Mark Rippin was pretty good. But I you've think had you might have Heath Schuler. Heath
1: Shuler. <laughs> I think you might have Washington too high though. Think so? I think they might be too high. I guess I just think of the think last the Jets...
3: like, twenty years of disaster. They get a good quarterback in Alex Smith, and he immediately goes down. True, but I think the Je- I think the Jets might. Be okay, deserving I, w- I of could being switch those. Of I could switch those. Okay, I guess I was just thinking of the Heath Shuler pick just sure. blowing up so much in their face, but they probably have enough. Detroit after that. Oh, I thought they'd
1: be atop your list. Well, they are. You have your Bobby, Andre, Lane, Andre, Andre Bobby Ware. Lane, Matthew, yeah. Bobby Lane, and Matthew Stafford, Andre Ware. Yep. Um, Mike at, McMahon.
3: At one point, they're making the playoffs with Rodney, Pete, Andre Ware. And someone else rotating in Gary for a Danielson, season. right?
1: Back in um, the seventies.
3: They had Charlie Batch for a bit. Yeah. They're number two. I, and I have one. Number one, I have the Chicago Bears. I think the Chicago Bears oh, have yeah. the worst quarterback history. Even when they win, it's our buddy
1: Jim McMahon, who's a great guy and yeah. was, was cool as hell. Sid Luckman's basically their last great quarterback still yeah. to yep. this day because Cutler and, didn't solve the problem. And think about this. So
3: they're happier last year with Trubisky. Okay, great. But the guys behind them are Deshaun Watson and Pat Mahomes. You passed over two way better quarterbacks. They win the Super Bowl with Mahomes
1: last year, hands yep. down. They, they run away with it. They almost went to a Super Bowl with Caleb Haney. So they're
0: Caleb top a So your championship. Game. So your
1: top three are Chicago,
3: Chicago, Detroit, and I will switch Washington and the Jets for the worst and quarterback. Cleveland's got to be
1: competitive too. There, yeah. The new Browns is is one of the worst things I've seen. All right, we are done for Purple Daily. Raised by Wolves is next on the all-new Score North on 1500. Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, where next? You earn 10X miles on hotels and rental cars and 5X miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2X miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet?
2: Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. At the Home Depot,
1: we have plenty of Christmas trees to make your holidays even more magical. Hundreds of full, easy-to-assemble artificial trees that look so real you may be convinced they actually are. And for those who love that fresh pine smell, we have a parking lot full of fresh-cut trees to call your own. We'll even help you load your tree in the car so you can bring home the holidays. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.